Um, we've been talking about healing on Friday nights, and, and uh, you know, I thought it was a good idea just to stick right in that vein. Um, believing for healing, yes. right? It's, it's, uh, it's God's will for us to be healed. We've, we've heard that from, from Brother Moore. We heard uh, Brother Rick teach on it, oh, what was that, two weeks ago. And we do know it's God's will for us to be healed. And we, and we know here at Faith Life Church that His greatest desire is for us to stay well, to be well, to prosper, to be in health, to, to live within the blessings that were created for us through Christ Jesus, and to be that person that He died and rose again for us to be. Amen. Right? And we know that, right? Everybody know that? Yeah. yeah. And we're growing in that. We're growing in that knowledge. And, you know, so often, well, I'll tell you what, while, we're, while, we're, while I'm walking back and forth here, let's open up to, uh, let's open up to Psalms 107.20. Just start right around there. It's a good verse. It's my brother's verse. Remember, Mom gave us all a verse? That was his. That was his verse. So, see, when I, when I, when I, when I open up Psalms 107.20, I know that's Mike's verse. My verse is 1 Peter 2.24. That was my verse. When, you, when sickness attacked you at home, there's your verse. What are you doing? You took your verse and you went to your room and you got well. That's what you did, right? Word of God works. The Word of God works. And uh, she taught us at a young age it worked. And it wasn't optional to do, uh, do other methods. You could do other methods with the Word, but you did not neg- neglect the Word. Because the word is life to those who find it and health to all their flesh. Amen? Amen. Psalms 107 verse 20 says, if I can find it here. He sent his word and healed them and rescued them from the grave. Well, I'm glad I got my King James right here. See, there we go. Got to get, sometimes you got to get that King James because that's how you got it memorized. And that's when it means something to you, right? So you, you open it up. Psalms 107 verse 20. And it says, He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Amen. He sent His Word and healed them. And we've talked about this before. That's John 3.16, isn't it? That's John 16, or 3.16. And, and because we can count on that verse right there, that means we can believe that, right? So now is it time to just walk off? We've had our verse and we're done? No, no, because knowledge of that verse. The more I've read that verse, the, the longer I've spent time just in that verse, the more knowledge I've gained. I didn't, for the first time I saw that, hook that up with John 3.16. Did y'all? No. You guys are pretty quick. So you might be quicker than I am. But it took me a few times of reading that verse until I read it. And I said, That's, that is John 3.16. Oh, the fact is, I think I saw it in healing school uh, several months ago when I was looking at it. I'm like, wow, that's... And I saw it right in the middle of teaching. You know, I'm like, wow, that's John 3.16 all over again. You know, you see some good things while you're teaching. You guys think we're just standing up here talking. I learn more than I teach probably most of the time. God's, God's helping us on these things. And, and so we need to gain more knowledge of His Word. We need, he wants us to be full of the knowledge of His will. You know, it's not, it's not enough just to quote the verse over and over again. You want to be gaining knowledge of that verse. You want to get that verse in your spirit where it means something. Just like why I looked it up in the King James. Because that word destruction means something to me. Because He saved me from my destructions. Right? Just like in John 3.16, where for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. Same word. 
They're interchangeable. Interchangeable word right there. If you look them up, perish and, destroy, and destroyed are the same thing. And, and so I don't have to, when I look at that, John 3.16 still works for me even after I got saved. Right? Because I still am I still not being destroyed. And that is not just, that. that's a healing verse. You know, a lot of people read John 3.16, they won't see healing in it. There's healing in John 3.16. Every time you read it, you don't have to perish. Every time you're reminding yourself that Jesus died for you, rose again, and because he did, I no longer have to perish in any way. Sickness is perishing. Being destroyed is, is perishing. Those things in my life, I don't have to have. I want to gain knowledge of that, though. I don't want to just stay where I am in these, in, in any verse and in, and concerning healing. You, you gotta, you know, they say come to healing school. They say stay in the Word of God. I talked to somebody the other day on the phone. I said, don't spend any time out of the Word. Why? Because the Word is life to those who find it in health to all your flesh. So if you're believing for health, what do you want to stay in? Something that brings health and life to you on a constant basis. That's like hooking a, a Word IV in your arm. That's what you're doing. You, you get those CDs, you put them in your CD player. You get your word out. I know for years when my daughter would be battling any kind of sickness, what we would do is we would grab as many Bibles as we could find in our house. We'd open them all up to different verses and set them around the house. Why? Was I, was I, was I setting them out so that the word that the, it pulled off the bed? No, every time I walked by them, they were on a different verse. I read that verse. I looked at that verse. And because I could see that verse, I, I was claiming it. And I was, I was letting it in my heart concerning her at that time. Because I wasn't going to let her stay sick. We were playing uh, CDs around the clock. If you're believing for something from God, you want to keep those things pumping, pumping in your ears. And not just that you're hearing them, but that you're learning more about them and you're growing in them. You know, Brother, Brother Moore has taught on healing for years. And I'll guarantee you, every time he teaches on it again, I'm like, wow. You know, right? And then when, then when they allow us to teach healing school, you know, I'd, I'd talk, I remember when we used to teach Bible study. And people would come in, and of course, we weren't in an area where they were believing in healing. It came up time, didn't it? It came up time and time. Every time we opened the book, healing came up. We had people ask, I said, why do you talk about healing so much? It's in the book. It affects every person's life. And it's there. And their questions came forth. And you know what? So many times what we found, they just didn't have knowledge of God's Word. It wasn't that they didn't know God could heal. It wasn't that they didn't know He He would heal. It's that they just didn't know He did it all the time. They didn't know it was their benefit. They, They literally did not know who they were. Right? I like the word Rob used tonight, entitlement. They did not realize what they were entitled to. And so because of that lack of knowledge, they were allowing things in their life just because. It's just the way it is. As Christians, and as Christians, we still do that if we don't continue to grow in His Word. I don't care how far you are in the Word, there's further to go. Right? And we want to go all the way. Right? We want to get everything out of God's Word that's there. We don't want to, we don't want to open up Psalms 107.20 and stop for the night. See, we'd be done right now. Boy, you guys would be really home early then, wouldn't you? Right? There's more there. There's more there. And as we talk about God's Word and as we learn who we are and, and gain knowledge 
of who we are in Christ and what, what actually happened. You know, how many people in here the first time you confessed Jesus Christ as Lord of your life knew exactly what that meant? No, I didn't either. I'm like, Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. I know I need that. I'm getting it. Right? But as I've grown in it, and as I've seen and I've looked at redeemed, well, in fact, is that's what we taught on a healing school, and that's kind of where we're going to go back to because God didn't let me get off of it. But I looked at that word redeemed and redemption, and I start, I start studying it and gaining knowledge of it. It makes me bigger than I was yesterday. Yeah. And by bigger, I mean bigger in Him. It makes me more undefeatable than I was before I read it the last time. And I was undefeatable the day I, I, the day I said Jesus Christ is Lord. I just didn't know it. I just didn't know it. And so as I've learned more in His Word, I have become bigger in His Word, and I'm going to get much bigger in His Word, right? We're going to, we want to attain those things that the redemption package bought. And I, I mean, I'm, and I'm not trying to, that's, it's a package. You know, when you look at John 3.16 and you talk about salvation, like Brother Rick talked about a couple Fridays ago, salvation means redemption, deliverance, and healing. Those are three of the words that salvation means. So when you got saved, you got those. Right? You got them right then. They, they did, they wasn't, it wasn't a later deal. But did everybody know they got them right then? No. And so what we do is we begin to soak in His Word. We begin to get in His Word. We go places where we can hear good teaching, right? And we become who, who, got, who we are in Christ. Amen? Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5. You guys believing with me tonight? God's going to show us some good stuff. He's a good God. And you know, that's that revelation alone, and, and I know I've said it before, but it always bears repetition. If you will start with that revelation, you can't get off. Right? You know, so many people get off because they do not reconcile the Word. In other words, they'll believe something that won't fit into the Word of God. If you start with God is good, everything fits. Because those things that don't, you, you cast them aside. You know, somebody says God doesn't heal all the time. And then you look in the Word and it says, By His stripes ye were healed. And then you see He's no respecter of persons. Right? And then, you know, you, then you can buy, find about a thousand other verses to just hook right in with it. Because it all hooks together. Then you realize, well, now wait a second, that doesn't work. Right? And so, so you cast that out. Because we're not looking for the Word of God through experience. We're looking for the Word of God, and then we want to have experience because of the Word. I want my experience to be what the Word of God says. And if it's not what the Word of God says, I want to take the Word of God and change my experience. I don't want to take my experience and change the Word of God. And that's so much of the time what people have done. They've taken their experience and literally changed the Word of God to fit it. Right? That's how tradition comes. It holds the Word of God powerless. We do not want to do that ever. Ever. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Everybody knows this verse. Underlined, starred, and everything else, right? Amen. Another one of those salvation verses. You know, so many times we look at these salvation verses and, and we that's the last time we really ever look at them. No, they're good today. They're good today. You know what? If you want to confess your salvation again today, just like kicking the devil in the teeth one more time. That ain't bad, is it? Amen. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. 
Behold, all things are become new. You know, we, and you know what? That ver- in fact, is I'm sure that that verse came out when I got saved. And uh, you know what? I still wouldn't have known to, to this day, had I not studied out, that that means so much more than what I thought it did. I became a new creature. I took on a new identity. Right? I took on an identity. You know what we're talking about? In fact, is we'll go. We're talking about with God all things are possible. They sang that song tonight. Notice it doesn't talk about with God nothing is impossible most of the time. Most of the time it says with God all things are possible. Why? Because He's already made a way. It's possible. It's all the way's already made. If 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 He were to say with me nothing is impossible, now He did say nothing is impossible to those who will believe. But if he said, with me, nothing is impossible, he didn't. He said, all things are possible because he has already made a way. We're new creatures. The way has already been made for us to be whole. The way has already been made for us to be healed. We're not looking for a new way. We're not looking for God to do a new thing. You know, sometimes we are working so hard, we thinking we're going to get God to do something new. He's not going to do anything new. He's made a way. All things are possible to those who believe. Why? Because we are new creatures made in God's image. And because all things are possible with God, all things are possible to those who believe. We have now taken on his nature. Right? We went from a sin nature, old things, and they've passed away. And we have went to a God nature, a divine nature, where now everything is possible. In other words, the things that are impossible now are sickness. Because see those words, and you notice God didn't say it's impossible to be sick. He said all things are possible because He's talking about health. Because He doesn't even He doesn't even recognize the old things. They're old things; they've passed away. There's no reason to give them any play whatsoever. There's no. I don't care what you're feeling in your body, what you're seeing with your eyes. You say all things are possible. I'm living in possible land. I'm living where healed happens. I'm living where the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all unrighteousness. That's where I live. That's where my citizenship lies. Right? Right? We talked about, we missed Fred, talked about citizenship last time. We're citizens of heaven now. Our, our political stance is now with His laws, if you will, political affiliation. So we, we're affiliated with His laws. His laws say in 1 Peter 2.24, by His stripes you were healed. So now, that's the law. And when the doctor says, well, you know, you're, you're sick. You, you got this or you got that. And you go, no, I, I got diplomatic immunity from that. That's in, that is in the old world. That's where the things were passed away. Now I'm going to claim my rights as a citizen of heaven today, not waiting till I get to heaven, today claim my rights and receive my inheritance. Right? But, and merely just being who we are. You know, so many times we think that we're, we're trying to ascend. No, what we're doing is we're trying to ascend to who we are, right? Rather than live on that low level of Christianity that the devil and tradition has talked us into. That is a low level of Christianity if all you ever receive is the basics. Well, great. Praise God. Don't get me wrong. You're going to go to heaven. Praise God. But that is not... What Jesus, that is not just what Jesus died, died for. He died for so much more so that we could live in this earth as a witness to God's goodness and to God's nature. 
right? Being just like he was in the earth, right? Ascending to a nature that, a new nature, a new nature, not that old nature. Don't drink water very often. There's no Kool-Aid in there. Definitely no Mountain Dew. But we are, we are trying to, we are not trying to get something or work for something. And that's, that's what we've got to get out of. We've got to renew our minds to do that. Look at, look at Romans 12 real quick. And I know Brother Moore has brought some of these points up. But renew, that, I, 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 God has me stay so much in renewing our, my mind, in, in talking about renewing our mind. Because it's our thinking so many times that is holding us back from, from, our, from God blessing us. From the ability for us to receive on a level that we've never received on before. It's our thinking stopping us. Nothing else. You know, so because our thinking is contrary to His Word. And we say, no, no, I'm believing and, and, and I'm in faith. No. You know, and we don't want to get high-minded like that. You know, that's how, if, if, you're, if we're believing and we're in faith, God's Word's never failed. Period. I don't want, if, I, if, I, if I'm sitting there and I'm praying and I'm believing God for something, if I don't have it yet, then I'm not going to check God out to see why He's failing. Right? That's, that's, not, that's not the next step. If that's the next step you take, you took the wrong step. Right? What you do is you seek God's Word and you grow in the knowledge. In the knowledge of who you are and who He is. And it begins to build you up. And as it builds you up, it takes you to levels where your ability changes. Your ability to receive from God changes and you begin to receive things that you could not have received before because you didn't have that ability. Why? Because your thinking was twisted. It was twisted a little bit. Not, not that you're evil. Not that it was wrong. It's human nature. It's how you grew up. It's, you watch too many TV ship pro- programs. I was talking to somebody the other day and they were getting all dramatic on me. I said, you need to quit watching the after school specials. <laughs> That's not real life. That's not real life when they have all this drama in their life. You don't need drama. Drama is not something that we have to live by. And, and usually it's a show to try to make the situation worse than what it really is in the first place. Whereas if you just brushed it off like it was nothing, nobody would have noticed. But you wouldn't have gotten any attention. Mm-mm. That attention will mess you up. And your flesh loves it. Your flesh loves it. Remember I was talking about when I ran the motorcycle off the cliff a couple years ago. Dumb, dumb, don't do that. But you know what? I'm sitting in that chair and my wife is bringing me stuff. You know, she's taking care of me. Man, I can feel my flesh liking that. You know, she's, she's loving on me, taking good care of me. And I can feel my flesh liking it. And she said, you want me to get that? I forget what, I forget exactly how it went, but she said, you want me to do this or this? And God said, yeah, let her do it. That's what sick people do. Whoa. I'm like, yeah, and I don't mean I heard an audible voice. That's what I heard in my spirit. And you know what? I said, no, no. And I started getting out of that chair and it hurt. I'll tell you, it hurt to get out of that chair. But I'm, that's what sick people do. I don't want to do what sick people do. I want to do what well people do. And I want to continue to do what well people do. I don't care 
what the, the report of the world is, I want to live in the new creature report, in the divine nature report. I, I want my address in heaven to rule my life, not who I was in the earth. Was in the earth being the key to it. Was. We are no longer that creature. And don't, you know, you don't get into condemnation. Condemnation puts you back in the old, in the old. That's what it does. And see, we don't get into condemnation. You get into condemnation, you immediately go from new creature back to living in the old. Living in the past. Living under, living under the law that you've been set free from, made free from. Right? We don't, we don't allow Satan to do those things to us because we refuse not to have what Jesus Christ bought and paid for us to have. We refuse not to have it. We refuse it with all our might. We make every effort every day to enter in to those things which Jesus Christ bought and paid for us to have. Amen? Through be- death, burial, and resurrection, we have healing. We have health. We're promised this. It's not something you get later. It's something that was in the package that was given to you, right? And every man has that same opportunity to have that package, right? What's it saying for in, in the in the in the verse we read every Wednesday night, right? First Timothy two, that God's will is that all men be saved. In other words, they have salvation. In that package is what healing. Be saved, and what, what's the next thing? Come to the knowledge of the truth. In other words, don't just get saved, come to the knowledge of the truth. Right? Because you can get saved, have all this stuff in the package, never come to the knowledge of the truth, never open it up. Got this great looking package, you could show it to people. Look, got a package, it's gold wrapped, got all this stuff on it, great, got a package. What's in it? Oh, I don't know, it's so pretty though. Don't know. I've had some people tell me that I could be healed, but, but you know what? That's not my experience. Right? Because you didn't open the package. You didn't search out the knowledge of His will concerning healing for your life. Concerning Jesus Christ already paying the price for your health, for your healing. Amen. Open it up. Get the whole package. Where did I tell you to turn? Romans 12. There we go. I never made it there. Yeah, you get me to talk. I'll tell you what. Healing school is exciting. When you're... When, if you've got something that I don't, you know, I don't care if it's a little nagging thing. If you've got time to go to healing school, come. You know, I'm convinced, you know, and this, I don't have anything to back this up. I'm convinced the person that can believe away a cold can believe away anything. I'm convinced. You know why? Because we'll just let ourselves have a cold. We will. We'll just receive them. We'll say, you know, ah, it's just a cold. It's not really bothering me that bad. I'll take a couple pills and I'll be okay. We don't even go to God with a cold. You know what? Cold's under the curse. Right? God, we're redeemed from a cold. We're redeemed from the sniffles. We're redeemed from all these things. Take the time to kick the devil in the teeth every chance you get. Right? Every chance you get. Don't give an inch. Because if you give an inch, it's too easy to give the rest. Right? It's too easy. I'm not willing, and he's not willing, that any should perish. Right? Any should be destroyed. Right? He's not willing. And I'm not willing to give in. I'm, I'm on this right now. I'm on these things. You know, colds? No, I'm not, I'm not sitting around on them anymore. You know, waiting, waiting three or four days to see when they'll go away. You know? Well, you know, it'll go away and I, I won't have to deal with it. No, I don't want it just to go away. I want it to run. I want it to flee. I want it to go away from me as fast as it can. And, then, and, and I want it to go back where it came from. 
because I don't like the devil and I really like it when he's mad. Better yet, I like it when God gets glory. And God gets glory if you get healed from a cold. Period. Amen? Amen. Renewing our mind. Romans 12. Do not conform. Okay. Go right back to the King James. Sorry, guys. I like the NIV. Don't get me wrong. I do like it. Read it because I need Dr. Seuss every now and then to make it right for me. I don't know if you guys understand that, but every now and then to make it, to make it make sense to me, I read several versions. I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. You know, I'm not slow. I just need all those versions. Amen? Amen. 12.2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? God wants us to know what His will is. But you can't know it with your natural mind. You can't know it with the old man. The old man will talk you out of it. That's what he's been doing for years. I've heard people teach it. Well, you know, I, I know God heals, but, you know, my experience is that I, got, I was sick and I asked God to heal me and I didn't get sick. So what I'm thinking is that means spiritual healing in First Peter 2.24. And then when you get to heaven, you get the ultimate healing. Ultimate, anybody ever heard that ultimate healing when you get to heaven? No, you die. When you go to heaven, you die. You don't need to be healed because you're not going to be sick in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven and you're not going to get healed in heaven. The only place you can get healed is right here. Right? And, and you don't even get healed, you be healed. Right? And I'm sorry for saying that wrong, because we be healed. Right? Right? We be saved, we be healed, because that's what we are. We're being. So we're not, we're not trying to get something, because then, see, that's one of those things. It's just a word, but see, people don't realize that just with that word, we've changed the English language to something that we have to go and get. Right? We don't have to go and get healing. We have to be healed. That's what we do. We be healed. How do we be healed? You guys are quiet on me. Right Right now, we be healed by being the new creature in Christ and gaining the knowledge of the truth of God's Word and what Christ has made us to be. Right? We are no longer sin of sin. We are no longer born of sin. We are born of Christ. And we are heirs to everything. And we can live and walk in those promises and be that person. Right? We can be that person. And that's what we're trying to be. But we've got to renew our mind. How do we renew our mind? We fill our mind with the knowledge of His will. Right? We fill our mind with the knowledge of of Christ. We fill our mind and, and our heart with the things that will bring life, right, that, that have brought life. And we allow what's in us to begin to grow, right? When we're filled with the knowledge of His will, the, things that, the Word that is in us begins to grow in us. And so then we have something to judge things with. See, when we don't have knowledge, I'll tell you what, let's go to a verse um, that Mrs. Moore got touched on, uh, 2 Corinthians 10. Remember casting down, taking the hat off? Sure glad I took that hat off. Praise God, I didn't want to keep that. That was a good, good analogy though. Wasn't it? Anybody been casting off anything off of them lately? Yeah, don't, don't quit. 
don't quit because you're still got a carnal mind that's enmity against God, right? That's why we renew it. You know, I've got to, or had people that worked for me in my business. And because I didn't know much about my business when I started it, I trained them wrong, just to be honest with you. Not that they did a bad job, but they were hard to work with in areas. And, and I'm having to retrain them now. Right? Well, that's what's happened so much with our mind. We've trained it wrong for years. And then we read a verse one time and say, oh, yeah, and we think we got it. No, it's going to take training. It's going to take, you know, you don't, again, you don't bench 400 pounds the first time you get in the weight room. Right? You train up to it. That's what you're doing with your mind. You're training up to it. You're putting it in your ears, in your eyes, in your heart, right, where you believe. Don't believe with our head, right? Anybody out here believing with your head? No, because you can't. Your brain has no ability to believe. All, all it does is do what it's told. It, it, what believes is your soul, your, your heart, right? That's what you believe with. Where was I? Oh, 2 Corinthians 10. But that, that's what we're renewing, and that's how we're renewing our mind, through the Word that's in us. And we keep that Word going in us, and we keep gaining knowledge of that Word. Because that's how you gain knowledge of the Word in your heart, too. Because your head's not going to understand it. Your head's not going to understand all things are possible to him who believes. Well, well, I don't understand. No, you don't, because you're a head. You're not made to, you're not made to understand that. But the heart of the man is, the soul of the man, and you can renew that thought that doesn't understand because your heart can be what leads you. It can be what makes your decisions, right? That's, then, then you have a standard by which to judge. You know, so many times the world throws something at us, we've got no knowledge. Well, if you got no knowledge, you got no standard by which to judge what was just thrown at you. And because of that, what you do is you decide right then and there whether you let it in or not. Where were we? Second Corinthians 10, verse 3. For, we, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through, the, through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Okay, now if something comes and you don't have any knowledge of God, and it exalts itself. You have no standard. You've got to get knowledge of who you are in Christ. You've got to have knowledge of God. That's why I say, if you can start with God is good, it'll be hard to mess you up. Because you'll refuse to step off of God is good, and it won't matter what comes at you. Because if it's contrary to God is good, you will refuse it. Right? That's why I'm saying, start there. If, if you don't, if you have no other starting point, God is good all the time. Anything contrary to that, I don't believe. Right? We used to, we used to say it like this, and I may have said it in the church. There used to be a sign that said, uh, rule number one, the boss is always right. Rule number two, if it looks like rule number one's wrong, refer back to rule number one. Or something like that. God is good all the time. If it looks like anything else, refer back to God is good all the time. And then, and, but judge it. That's got to be the standard by which you judge. If somebody says, I prayed and believed God for healing and I didn't get it, then, and you look at him and say, wow, those are pretty good people too. Well, I don't know now. Maybe, maybe God doesn't heal all the time. Maybe I need, no. See, when you got God is good right here is your foundation show. No, I'm sorry. I can't receive that. I don't know what happened, and I'm not judging you. I'm judging whether I let that word have any authority in my life. I don't. That word has no authority in my life because I'm not going to receive it. It's not truth. This is truth. I don't know what happened in that situation. 
You know, and, and you know, just to get off the subject, it's not always good for us to try to tell people what happened in a situation because you don't know. No one knows the heart of a man, so the spirit of the man in him. Right? So for us to try to tell somebody why something happened or why something didn't happen, unless you got a word from the Lord, probably better not talk. And I've done it the wrong way, and I can tell you it's really uncomfortable too. People get mad at you and they don't like you anymore and things like that. Walk out your classroom, things like that. It's not fun. But, but, but we gain a standard when we can cast down the imagination if we have a knowledge of God that stands against it. Right? That standard of God is good is a really good place to start. And you can start there and you can grow in that. You can grow in God is good because He is. And it's truth. You founded something on God is good. He's love. He's looking for good for you. And so somebody comes up to you and says, you know, you just might not make it through this. He says, well, no, see, now that doesn't fit. That doesn't fit. In this world you will have troubles, but fear not, I've overcome the world. I'm going to be overcoming. Greater is he that is in me that it's in the world. So I will be coming through this as a matter of fact. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me that I am a child of God. And you don't have to be rude to that person at all. Thank them for reminding you who you are. Thank them. And remind yourself. Right? And, 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 but you've, you've had a standard to judge it by. So many people get saved. They, they walk out into the world and they never gain any knowledge of the truth. What they do is they listen to men's ideas and opinions and the TV and the songs on the radio. And that's what they believe. You know, I was watching the weather the other day, and they mentioned God and Mother Nature all in the same forecast. I'm like, how confusing is that, especially if you've got no knowledge of the truth? Right? And was this God's fault, or did Mother Nature do it? I'm so confused right now. You know? And so, but if you've got no knowledge of the truth, you've got nowhere to go with that. And so, so many people just let that in. Right? They just let that in. You know, if you're in the world, you're just going to have to have... In fact, is that verse I just quoted. So many people have said, well, in the world, you'll have... I had somebody quote it to me the other day, as a matter of fact. And something was going on. They said, ah, we're going to come right over, come on through this. And they said, well, you know what the Word says, in this world, you'll have trouble. I'm like... <laughs> never got the end. So I said, and the end of the verse says, but fear not. Be of good courage. I have overcome the world. And if He has overcome it, we have overcome it. Right? Because we're heirs together. Right? And so, because we've overcome it, we don't have to judge by half verses, verses out of context, experience that, that doesn't mean anything, traditions. Right? We don't, we're not judging whether or not we're healed by what my man thinks. Right? Love the way Brother Moore put it several years ago. I don't believe in healing because I got healed. I believe in healing because God's Word says it's true. That's all you need. That's the standard by which we live. And that is why we study and gain knowledge of the Word so that we can attain everything that is that we are. Right? And walk and live in that. Amen? Amen. Where were we? Colossians. Let's go to Colossians. I like Colossians. I like the Word of God. Don't you guys love the Word of God? It's so good. It's 
a good thing because you know what? It gives you something to judge everything by. You know, if you know what the Word says, you don't pull it out of context. You don't, you don't make it say what you want it to say to fit your problem. You guys ever done that? Yeah. You, you got a problem going on in your life and you read the Bible and you... Okay, I need help. Yeah. <laughs> the candle of the wicked shall be burned out. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever done that? Yeah. Yeah, I've done it. God had mercy on me too, praise God. <laughs> he didn't give me the candle of the wicked shall be burned out. <laughs> but, but we don't want to do that. We want to know the truth of God's Word. We want to get in it. We want to search it out. We want to keep the verses in context. You know, one of the chapters that God had me read to study for tonight that He gave me no verses in my lesson for was Romans 5. But He gave me no... He gave me no verses in my lessons out of Romans 5. He told me to read Romans 5, Romans 5 over and over again before I taught. Why? Because it's the justification chapter. It's the redemption chapter. It's the I am no longer a slave to the world. I am a slave. I am mastered. I'm a slave to Christ chapter. You know, And, and that's what we're learning. That's, that's what brings us in to a place where we are healed. See, we're not, and, and we're not gaining healing. We're merely being who we're made to be. Yes. Right? Healing is now a present in our body. And we're now looking like who we are. Yes. Right? Now we're growing into who we are. And we're beginning to see in the physical what already was done in the spiritual thousands of years ago. Right. Amen? And that's what we're wanting. And then we're wanting to walk in it and glorify God in the earth with His goodness, showing people His goodness, that He heals, that He sets free, that He delivers. Amen? Amen. 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 Colossians 1. Colossians 1 and uh, verse 9, I believe. 1, 9. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. That's the NIV. I'm really going to confuse them tonight if I keep switching Bibles, aren't I? But that's the NIV, and that's, that's a great version. You go on and it says, And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of, of, of the Lord and may please Him in every way. And I'm going to stop right there. You know, a lot of people, if we over-spiritualize the Bible, you look at that and you say, Boy, if I could only be worthy... Well, you get wisdom so that you may. In other words, may is not a a condemnation word. It's an ability word. In other words, we pray this so that you can do this. We're praying this so that this can happen in your life. You know, sometimes we get so spiritual that we can't read the Bible because it'll you get condemned every time. You're you're looking, oh, I'm just not worthy. I pray it in order that I could live a worthy life, but I just can't. No, you pray it because it's giving you ability. Why? The, because the spirit of spiritual wisdom and understanding is giving you the ability to live a life worthy. And a, a life worthy of the call. A life worthy of what Jesus raised you up to live. Right? That's why you're getting filled with the knowledge of His will. Right? Bearing fruit in every good work. Growing in the knowledge of God. Man. I mean, th- this is Paul praying for the church at... Wherever, what is this? Colossus? Colossia? Okay. There we go. I'll go with you guys on it. Amen. Being strengthened with all 
power according to His glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. The reason I read the NIV was to get to the word qualified. We talked about it the other day. Qualified. He has qualified. We didn't have to qualify. You didn't have to do anything except Jesus, your Lord. I believe in God. I believe He raised you from the dead. And now you are qualified. You are now qualified to live in an inheritance that you were not qualified to live in before. Okay? You're qualified. Now, is that the end? No. you got to go out and be who, you, who He qualified you to be. Right? So many people that you could say, Man, I qualified for that race. I should have went and ran it. <laughs> exactly. You should have, right? You qualified. He qualified us to live above the nature that we were born into by allowing us to be born again and qualifying us to live in the divine nature, right? The the nature that He lives in, right? The, The nature that God wanted us to live in from the beginning, the, na- the nature that Adam lived in, right? He qualified us to live in that, right? And if we're qualified, let's make every effort to run that race, right? Let's get to that and let's take those qualifications now and use them to the best of our ability to be who he's created us to be. One of those, one of those things that he qualified us to be was healed. You're qualified to be healed. I don't care how sick you are. I don't care how... If you're barely sick or if you're sick, sick, you're qualified to be healed, right? You are a candidate to be healed because you are his. So, you know what? You, before you were saved, you weren't qualified to be healed, right? You couldn't, you could not participate in that life. Now you're saved. You're qualified, and now by qualifications, you begin to participate in... Well, let's just look at that. Where is that? Second Peter? Is that where we're, Mr. Fred? I feel like right at home because Mr. Fred and Ms. Joan were sitting right in front of me when we talked about this the other day. First Pete, Second Peter. Second Peter 1. Second Peter 1, verse 2. God is helping us, showing us things, growing us up. Amen? Amen. We gain knowledge of His will and knowledge of His truth by what? His Word. His Word's His will. His word's His, the Word is truth. Right? That's how we gain knowledge. You stay in the Word. That's why we say stay in the Word. Stay in the Word. Why? Because there's not one answer that's not in the Word. I don't care how many theologians, how many great pastors, men of God you ask, the answer was in the Word. You can seek all the people you want, and they may give you the answer, but unless they give you the answer from the Word, the answer was in the Word in the first place. See, I like the answers we give so many times when people call for counsel at the church. We say, well, yeah, there's a, there's a tape on this. Why? Because the tape points you to the Word. You know, you don't need 18 hours of intense counseling. You need the Word of God. Yes. Right? You need, you need, uh, you need 2,000 years ago of healing. 2,000 years ago of deliverance. You need to, you need to be who you're created to be through the Word of God, gaining that knowledge. And when you read 
something and it put your name in it. Personalize it. Make it yours. Right? Make it yours. Where were we? Second Peter. Two, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these He has given us His very great and precious promises so that through them we may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Guys, you can look at that and you say, ooh, evil desires, they're really thinking bad. An evil desire is just a desire to do something that the world would do. Why? It's not, if it's not a God desire, it's an evil. There's only two kinds. You know, it's not, you know, we've got all these kinds of desires figured out in our head. Well, this is an okay desire you can have. Is it a God desire? Well, then it's not an okay desire. Right? Delight yourself in the Lord and He'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll put those desires in there. Right? And then they'll be right desires. Right? And then He'll give them to you. Because they're good desires. Amen? But He's, He's, where, where do I go? Participate. So the precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape corruption. Right? Corruption is degradation. It's the eating away of something. It's what happens when you live in the world. And by the old nature, right? We go back to the first verse. Old things are passed away. Corruption is passed away. Divine nature is become. All right, And now, because we're qualified, we can participate in the divine nature. We've been qualified, now we're participating. Participating in healing. Participating in prosperity. Participating in joy. Participating in peace. Participating in the things of God. And by, so, by doing so, and gaining knowledge of these things, refusing to participate in the world. Right? We, we want to... Refuse not to participate in the things of God, but then we want to refuse to participate in the things of the world. I remember uh, several years ago when I first started my business, and uh, somebody said, "Well, there's a uh, it's not a re- yeah recession. There's a recession. Uh, how are you guys going to do it?" And I said, "Well, we're not going to participate." Amen. Right? And that's what I told them. I said, "We're not going to participate." And at that time, my business looked like it was a recession. You know. <laughs> And actually, it was a depression. But we weren't going to participate. And you know what? I never told people that it was a recession, depression, anything was going. The fact is, when people came to me and said, how's your business going? I said, I don't know what I'm going to do with all the money. Right? I didn't know what I was going to do with all of it because I didn't have it yet. But never spoke evil over my business. Never lied either, though. Never lied. That usually they help me out. They'd say, man, you're making it hand over fist, aren't you? I go, yep. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I am. Amen. But, but, but I refuse to participate in a recession. I refuse to participate in the flu. I refuse to participate in sickness and disease. I refuse to participate in financial burdens. I, I refuse to participate in the things of the old nature because I'm too busy participating in the things of God. You know, and that's really what happened to my business. God got me participating in good things, in His things. 
He showed, I, I, he showed me a, a new light on Matthew 6.33, and I began to do Matthew 6.33. Didn't do it at my business. Did it where he told me to do it. People said, oh, you can't do that. Your business isn't doing good. No, we, I could do it. Right? Because that's what God wanted me to do. And by participating in His divine nature, the things, the, the old things that were in my business of the world began to weed out. Weed out. Didn't happen overnight. Didn't happen like that. It happened in time. And it happened goodly. I don't, can't think of another word. Because I, I look back and I was able to do things for God and enjoy what I was doing while God was pulling it out. You know? And, and, you know, I know I use that analogy so much, but it's so real in that, in that vein. Because so many people, they want this, they want this, and that's great. God in the miracles, and light be still happens. Right? Because that's, there is light be faith. Right? And if you got light be faith, you say light be and light be. Right? And that's, and, and that's great, because it happened the same way by faith. You just had light be faith that day. Right? That's right. You know, some people have light be faith. And when they say light, you know, say, he'll be. And then, woo. You know, you got it right now. Say, he'll be and be. Praise God. Because it has to be. The same God that spoke that is the God that resurrected Jesus from the dead. The Holy Spirit is the same, is the same Spirit that dwells in you, that quickens your mortal body. And if you say, he'll be, he'll be. Amen. So you, you, we are participating in his divine nature. We're not looking to the world for answers. We're not judging our condition by the old standards. Right? We're judging our condition by God's Word. Amen? We're participating. Amen. Let's stay in Colossians. This is a good book, isn't it? Let's stay there. Let's go to Colossians 2. Oh, I wasn't in Colossians, was I? Let's go back to Colossians then. I'm quick, bright, sharp, all those things. Major blessing. In Colossians, let me see if I can find the verses here. I want to read the way I want to read them here. You guys should be glad I don't use all these notes. We'd be here later than late. Later than late. Colossians uh, 2, verse 20. Now let's start 2, verse 8. 2, verse 8. Colossians 2, verse 8. Everybody there? I'm reading in the NIV again. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. It's another qualifier, guys. It's another uh, judging state. If it, if it doesn't fit into Christ, then it doesn't fit. Right? Because you don't want to be taken captive. You want by a hollow and deceptive. A hollow and deceptive would be something that's not truth. It's not in God's Word. And, and it carries you to places that are back in the old place. Right? And it relies on basic principles of this world. If somebody takes the Word of God and makes it fit their life, 
What they've done is they've taken the Word of God and made it rely on the basic principles of this world. The Word of God is much more powerful than the basic principles of this world. The basic principles of this world say, you may make it, you may not, que sarah, sarah, and sing the Doris Day song, whatever that is. And, and that's, but that's the basic principle of the world. Right? That is. I mean, if you, you may get hit, you may not, you know, if you don't, well, you're one of the lucky ones. You know, you're not, I don't want, what a terrible thing to wake up in the morning and hope for. You know, well, I just hope I make it through this day. You know, I hope that big spear in the sky doesn't stick me. You know, that's what it's like. I mean, if you're living under the basic principles of this world, you just don't know. And so you literally are living in you just never know land. I want to live in possible land. All things are possible. And that's where I'm staying because I'm not being taken captive by hollow and deceptive philosophy. Why? Because I'm in Christ. I'm a new creature. I'm participating in the divine nature. And because I'm participating in the divine nature, when those things come up and they don't fit the knowledge of God, I cast them off. Why? They don't fit. You know what? The flu's coming. You may get it. No, that doesn't fit. Sorry. That doesn't fit. I'm not having that. Recession's coming. How are you going to make it? I'm not. That doesn't fit. That doesn't fit with the divine nature that I've been purchased into, redeemed into, redeemed from the nature of corruption into the divine nature. Amen? And so I'm judging that in the Word of God and saying no. Praise God. And so we don't take it, right? We're still in Colossians 2? Now verse 20. Verse 20. And I'm reading in the NIV again. Since you died with Christ to the basic principles of this world, why, as though you still belong to it, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These are all destined to perish with use because they are based on human commands and teachings. I can stop right there. They're based on, since you died with Christ. Go back, since old things are passed away and all things have become new, why do you still continue to participate in the old nature? Right? The old nature is based on human on, on basic principles of this world. The divine nature is based on the knowledge of the truth of God's word, the love of God, the goodness of God, and the the redemption package. It's based on all those things, and it's who you are. So if you're that person, since you died with Christ and you're healed, why are you participating in sickness? Amen. Right? And that's when you say, hey, body, what are you doing? Get back over here. Stop that. We're not participating in that anymore. Right? Grab yourself by the ear. I've grabbed myself by drag. My, get back over in that divine nature. Young man, what are you thinking? Right? That's what we're talking about. We're not. We died with Christ to the basic principles of this world into the divine nature. We're receiving that divine nature now. Part of that divine nature, healing, right? Prosperity. What are you doing over here in poverty land? Get back over here in Prosperityville. Stop that, right? Stop that. 
Grab it. And, and you know what? Talk to yourself. Even if people are around. Yeah. It'll be a big deal. I think you're weird already, probably. <laughs> right? Talk to yourself. I do it all the time. People do look at me. You know, Dave, what are you doing doing that? You know, Nancy does it more than I do. <laughs> we laugh at Nancy in the other room. Nancy's sitting there talking to herself. Again. But she's, you know what she's doing? Nancy, why'd you do that? It's, it, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. Why? Because she's saying, why'd you do that? I mean, she's joking around, but why did you do that? Get back over in divine nature. Participate there. Get back into your participation. Right? You died with Christ. You died. Guess what happens when you die? The laws that affected you when you were alive no longer affect you. Right? You ever tried to serve a tax lien on a dead person? Can't do it. Tax them all you want. They're not even worried about it. No. No, they died. They died. You can't even you can't even disturb them with it, right? That's what he's saying. You're dead to this. Why are you even thinking about it? When somebody comes up to you and says, says, you know, there's some bad things happening. Well, I'm not going to participate. Thank you. And they're going to think, well, you're really weird. And I'm like, yes, getting weirder and not participating. Thank you. Getting more peculiar, if you will. How about that? Is that an old song? I'm peculiar and getting more peculiar. See, my mom used to sing those things to me in the morning. She's not a singer either, by the way. Mm. Not a singer. We, we enjoyed it, though. My friends got a really good laugh. They did. Since we died to, with Christ to the basic principles of this world, let's stay participating where we're qualified. We're not qualified to participate in that realm anymore. We're, we, when we became qualified to participate in the divine nature, we became disqualified to participate in this nature. Disqualify yourself. When, when the devil, when the world, when anything else says, you know what, this is just the way it is, you say, no, I'm sorry, I'm disqualified from your race. I'm running over here. Right? I'm, 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 this is where I'm going. This is where healing is. This is where my identity is. This is where I'm a citizen. I'm going home. I'm going home and I'm living under these laws. Right? We've, we found that to be true. I think it was Brother Moore who talked about it. If you are in another country, but you're on, if you're at the U.S. Embassy, you're on U.S. soil. Well, because we're of the divine nature, no matter where we go, we're on divine nature soil. We are citizens of heaven under those laws. We no longer have to be under those law, the laws of this world. We operate under the laws that Jesus Christ died and rose again for us. Right? The redemption laws. The redemption laws. That's the laws we operate. The salvation laws. That's the ones we operate under. Amen? Colossians 3. You died with Christ. What happened next? Mm. Colossians 3.1 Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your, mind, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. We died with Christ. 
so we no longer operate in the basic principles of this world. We were raised, so now we operate in things above. Heavenly nature, divine nature, places where He hath seated us together with Christ, right? That's the, that's the nature we now participate in. That's the nature we now live by. We no longer go back. Why? Because we died, and when we rose again, we were over here. Right? Right? We died. Now we rose again. Right? When we died, we were corrupt. When we rose again, we were incorruptible. Right? And because we rose again, we're now living on a higher level than this world ever dreamed of. Right? We're living on a level where we don't have to participate in their stuff because we get to participate in His divine nature. And because of that, we are healed. Amen? You healed? I'm healed. We're healed. Right? That's who we are. When they say, they say, who you are? I say, I'm David healed Vaughn. Right? I'm David prosperous Vaughn. I'm David redeemed Vaughn, saved, set free. That's me. It's not, it's not what I am, it's who I am. It's who I am, and you can't take my nature from me because it's who I am. If it was something I had, maybe you could take it, but you can't take it because it's who I am. Right? See, that's who we are in Christ. And the more knowledge we gain of this, the more we look at it, the more we get excited about it, the more our faith builds up in it, the more we receive, and the more our ability to participate in that divine nature comes. Right? That's the divine nature we are wanting to participate in daily. And every time an opportunity comes to participate back in the old nature, we say, no, thank you. No, no, we tried that. It, it stunk. It stunk a whole lot. And I didn't like it. And I don't like being sick. And I don't like being broke. And that's what you're offering. And over here, I accepted this offer because it was a really good offer. I have to receive His death as mine so that I might have His life. Right? His, His, He forgave my sins. He took my sins so that I could have His righteousness. I'm going to take that deal. Thank you. I'll not take the one that sends me to hell with the sickness. Right? I think I'll take the one that sends me to heaven with the abundant life. Amen? And that's where I choose to participate. That's where I choose to stay. Amen? And because we choose to stay there, that's how we judge what we let in our life. And the more we gain knowledge, the more we refuse more and more things of this world. The more we, what, we see something with our eyes and we say, no, no, that doesn't line up with the Word of God. And we never let it in. That's a key, guys. If you don't have the knowledge, you'll let it in. We, we, how many people let all kinds of weird, weird ideas in before you had knowledge of Christ? I did. I did. You didn't even know I had them. Yeah, and then, then somebody says something and you, and you say, well, yeah, but, uh, you know, God helps those who help themselves. And somebody says, well, where's that in the Bible? And I don't know. And then you find out it's not. Right? God works in mysterious ways. Where's that? Eh, it's in the New Living something, somewhere. But you find out that you believed all these things that you didn't even know why you believed them in the first place. Right? And then finally you found out that not only did you believe them, but they weren't even true. And they were ruling your life because you believed them. Right? And so you've eliminated those because your knowledge of God and your knowledge of Christ, your knowledge of the love of God for you 
has grown to such a point that when they say, well, you're going to have this, you say, no, God loves me way too much for that. (laughs) God loves me. I don't think you understand. I can't have that. God loves me. You know, I, you know, the offer is really yucky too, but I don't even have, God loves me. Let, let me try to explain this to you in one more time. God loves me. Amen. And see, when you can say that with confidence because your knowledge of God's love is that great, then that has no power over you because it's not even, you, otherwise, if you don't have any knowledge, you're tempted by it. You're saying, well, that could be right. You know, you got nothing to judge it by. Well, may, maybe. You know, that's kind of the way I've experienced. Well, okay. Well, you got nothing to judge it by. But when you got something to judge it by, you're like, no. You don't even mess around with it. You just say no. Amen. Wasn't there a campaign about that? Just, just say no? That's Just say no. When you get that offer, and you know, when the devil starts running through his flip chart, stuff he knows. Huh? Sore throat. Sore throat. Oh, got a stomachache. Ooh, maybe I have a fever. Huh? Ooh, flu. Ooh, you know what? That may be worse than the flu. You know, you're going through his flip chart. Just say no to the first one and he'll leave. Right? Say, I'm a partaker of his divine nature. You have no power in me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I don't care what the basic principle of this world is. I'm operating here. Right? And because I'm operating here, that's not even a temptation to me. Not tempted. Not going to do it. President George Bush, not going to debt. Yeah. Right? Amen. We're not going to debt. Where were we? Colossians 3? Galatians 4. We might be able to close here. Galatians 4. God's helping us, isn't He? I, I want to know so much that... Was it, was it uh, John Osteen that said... He's walking down the street and the demon said... Don't go in that. Don't go. They were walking down the street. Don't go in the house. They'll beat your brains out with the word of God. That's. I want to be that strong in the word to where they don't even. It's. They don't even try to tempt me with their stuff, right? Because and that's what we want. We want to gain that knowledge, know so much in our heart, and be so strong in faith that we just refuse to have anything but the best. We don't settle for a cold. You know what? It's going to be the flu. I only got a cold. No. No, we don't settle for a cold. We settle for full rights as sons. Amen? Galatians 4, verse 1. Galatians 4, verse 1. Okay. What I am saying is... I'm reading the NIV again, by the way. What I am saying is that as long as the heir is a child, he is no different from a slave. Although he owns the whole estate, he is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also when we were children, we were in slavery under the basic principles of the world again. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive the full rights of sons. Rights. So now we have the right to live in the divine nature because he's given us full rights. But as long as we're a child, which means we don't have knowledge, right? Then we live still as a slave. How many people have done that? I've done it. You know, got saved, lived like the slave. 
Right? Why? Because I didn't know any better. I knew I was going to heaven, but I didn't know there was a divine nature that I could participate in daily. Right? So I was still participating in the basic principles of the world. Why? Because I was an heir, but still a child. So as I gained knowledge, I began to grow. And as I began to grow, then I I quit living as a child, and my knowledge took me into receiving what I was an heir of. Right? And that's why we want to be filled with the knowledge of His will, to be filled with the knowledge of the truth, to be filled with knowledge of Jesus Christ, of who He is, who He's made us to be, of God's love for us. We want to, we want to IV ourselves to those things until it is what's in our blood. Right? It's what flows in our vein. And so we don't ever participate in these other things because we are His kids. And as His kids, we participate in the things that He has put in front of us. Right? We're heirs. And we call Abba Father, which is Daddy, right? Daddy Father. He is our Father. He loves us. And He's done everything that it requires for us to walk and live, participate, be qualified into that divine nature. Live healed. Be healed. Be prosperous. Be born again. Be everything the Word says we are. Right? And because of that, we're going to do it. You guys going to do it? I'm going to do it. I'm going to stay in this Word. And when, I, when something's not fitting, I'm going to get in the Word and get more knowledge until it fits. Right? Because I'm going to participate here. If, if it looks like I'm participating there, I'm gaining more knowledge. And I'm going to put so much of God's Word, so much of God's love in me that I can't be here anymore. See what I'm saying? You know what? It's like you just can't. It's like they kick you out. You know? Ooh, get them out of here. There's too much Jesus. You know? I can't take them over here. You know? You can't. Why? Because you're such a participant of the divine nature that you're disqualified from that way of life. And we want to disqualify ourselves from that way. Because we're qualified for this way. Amen? Stand on our feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Give Him glory. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Glory. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pray this with me. Father God, I thank you that you have made me to be healed. That you have redeemed me from every sickness, every disease that was ever born into this world. You have made me yours and a participant of your divine nature. And I say yes yes to your divine nature. nature. And I refuse refuse and disqualify myself myself from the old nature. nature. All things have become new. new. I am yours. yours. You are mine. mine. I am healed. healed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.